Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound, episode number five. I'm your host, Dieter. With me is Mike. Mike, always Mike. Uh, might be different someday. We might get rid of him. We don't know yet. But uh, this week, we'll yeah, be... just let me know, please, beforehand, before we start recording. <laughs> uh, no, just in the middle of the show. That's going to be the <laughs> Mike, drama. Mike, you're gone. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> That's the drama. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and that's what people come for, the drama, and also this week's comics of July 15th will be going over. Uh, spoiler, podcast, review, uh, podcast as well, I suppose. So if you haven't read the books, you might want to do so. But uh, getting into it right away, I guess, Batman number 74, The Fall and the Fallen, The Conclusion, written by Tom King, art by Michael Janine, and colors by Jordy... Belair. Hmm. So, in the last issue, Batman's dad from Flashpoint came over to this universe during the button. Uh, he kidnapped Bruce after Bane had supposedly broken him, taken him on a journey across the desert to resurrect Bruce's mother so they can all be a happy non-Bat family once again. Uh, in this issue, the journey continues and we get to see the two punch their way towards their goal but find them at a crossroads when it seems the time's come for the Wayne family to be whole again. So, uh, yeah, this issue starts kind of where the last one left off. But, uh, you know, my favorite thing, you know, what's my favorite thing Tom King does? <laughs> Either a song or a story is told throughout the issue that is in some way resembling what's going on in the issue. That's right. And we got that in the last issue with the songs. And then in this issue, not only do we get another story, do you know where, do do you remember this story, Mike? No, I don't. No? You don't remember this story from issue 57 of Batman, where he was hunting down KGB, and they were telling a story of a bunch of little animals in the woods, and you saw that not only did KGB's father read that story to him, but also Bruce's father read that story to him? Oh, yeah, I remember that. So not only do we get a story that's, we get one that he's already done. But it's a callback. No. It, a callback <laughs> would be an editor's note at the bottom like, hey, see this issue? This is an entire issue of Batman's dad going over that same story. The exact same story. You don't get anything different. And then at the end, it's what? Okay. So, I don't, yeah. Other than that. You don't want to spoil that, I thought. You want to go straight, no, straight oh, through that's, it? I mean, okay, not straight through, but. That's okay. When do you get to anything else? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I want to talk about the beginning here. You talk about the beginning then. <clears throat> well, so it's them again. Presumably, this is after he's back. They fought a bunch of ninjas in the last issue, right? Early on, and they went riding for a while, and now they're fighting a bunch of ninjas again. And I'm just picturing what's going on when they're through the desert. This is open desert where you could see for miles. So I just see a bunch of ninjas coming. Like, oh, there's a pile there, and there's a pile back there. Like, <laughs> three hours later, <laughs> there's a pile there. Like six hours later. And so they do just like rest for a while. Uh, I guess the ninjas will be here for a while, and then start fighting, and then go back. It's just so weird. Like where are these like groups of ninjas is coming from? That's 
the thing. See, so you want to <laughs> talk. Sorry, and then Batman's walking around wearing a cowl, but no shirt. He's in the middle of the desert. It's, so is he wearing the cowl for what? So for you, his identity, where there's nobody else around except a bunch of ninjas who want to kill him? Well, so you can tell the difference between, you know, regular Bruce and his dad from the future time. Well, you keep his cowl off and the other cowl on. I don't know. Their faces look awful, an awful lot alike. But that's Tom King in a nutshell, is you get <laughs> nothing happening. There's no cut like the like you said the the ninjas like the beating the shit out of the ninjas and like almost murdering one of them. You know, oh, he'll live, but we'll sacrifice his dead body anyway to re- resurrect your mum. Which is like that's the whole journey that they're going to do is bring back Martha from this universe. Which I don't know why this. I don't know. I guess that's the point of the story is like to tell you that even though I'm from a different universe, I remember doing the same thing as your dad. So like I'm your dad. Pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. And he figures when he brings his mom back, his mom and dad get together and he doesn't have to be Batman anymore. It's not very deep. Tom Thing King seems to think it is, but it's not. It's just more like, yeah, but then, you know, well, that's what you think's going to happen, Mike, until Bruce tells him. Because the, the whole thing is his dad, his dad retells the story and then it turns into, I don't know why you like that more. Because the story is a bunch of animals fall down a well. Uh, they start eating each other, and then when it's down to two, one of them tricks the other into thinking it's eating itself. The other one goes ahead and starts to eat itself and actually kills itself, and then you assume that animal eats that last animal. There's only one, but you don't find out who if that animal makes it out of their pit that they're in, and that's how the story ends. And Bruce loved the story as a kid, supposedly. His dad never knew why. This whole issue is like, why did you love that story so much? And uh, you were just a bratty kid that wanted something. And then Bruce turns on him and he says, you know what? I wanted you. To, I liked that story so much because I was dumb enough to think I could. it would change. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I liked it so much. I thought, you know, one of these days the ending's going to be like, it's not going to be all dark and dreary. But no, it doesn't change. It's always the same, right? And they get into a scuffle, a little father-son tussle. They're beating the shit out of each other. And then uh, it ends much like... Uh, oh, well, so you... Well, obviously, Batman now, for some reason, he, he went this far. Like, half murdering a ninja into the bottom of the pit just to tell his dad, like, nah, sucker, I ain't gonna... I ain't gonna go down with your plan of bringing mom back. I buried her in the desert already. He got rid of the body, by the way. There's a bunch of rocks in the coffin. And then he starts beating the shit out of his dad. And it ends with, what do you think, Mike? <laughs> with somebody calling, climbing out, and you don't know who did. Who, who's hand? Well, you okay. There's a lot of... First of all, this is the conclusion of this story. This isn't part three or part six or to be continued. The conclusion. And the story ends on an ambiguous hand coming out of a pit. So you'd have to assume it's Batman's, right? Or did the entire series end if, if Batman's not coming out of the pit? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess if you're going to go that far, then yes, of course you you know it's not you know Batman's not coming not staying in the pit unless okay. he does, and then Robin comes and gets him. I don't know. And if you go back to what you were saying with Batman only wearing a cowl, he was wearing he was also wearing gloves, but his dad was wearing a full <laughs> suit. This is clearly a hand plus clothing. So he undresses dad. 
Then he put his clothes on. <laughs> and I don't want to say, I don't want to know what he did after he undressed his dad. But he undressed his dad, put his clothes on, then he climbed out. Uh, why? <laughs> I don't know. It's Tom King. This is ridiculous. He thinks it's deep, but it's not. Like like you said, he's he's using that story. And you know what? It's kind of great every once in a while to have the, sh- the book re- reflect a uh, specific story. But it would have been much better if this story was referenced in the past. And then he just wrote the story. That's like... And then you let other people figure that out. And someone else reads and goes, wait a minute. You know what? This story reflects the book he mentioned 20 issues ago. But given the entire story, every single time is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And then, like you said, I don't know what this was supposed to mean. Was, was him... Was Batman riding the... You know, going through the whole desert. He went into the pit with his father. Because he hoped that his father would change his mind was no. that his whole point and he was stupid enough to think he was going to I don't know no it was the only place he could <clears throat> leave his father like it's the only pl- well, that's the other- did he kill his father did he leave him for dead no. like he left oh. KGB dead like this whole thing is like he- he's always trying to make Batman so like is he going to kill somebody is he not killing people what? is he just leaving people for dead all the time it's like he's so sad he's like <laughs> I just I want to be Bruce but I don't want to be Bruce with you dad I don't know and now yeah, it's like, I, I I had forgotten that this was the last issue of whatever this corner coach story is supposed to be, but uh, the fall of the fall I expected of it was it was Batman climbing out and he was gonna have he's gonna bring his father up with him. Oh no, you'd be so lucky. So, but yeah. you're right. It's a black <laughs> there is it's a black hand with a black arm. <clears throat> Are they supposed to be in shadow? So you don't know. I I don't know. It makes no sense. I think we spent much so much time on this already. So it makes no sense. Would you want to go ahead and uh, judge that cover by the story then? Yep. Because, uh, ooh, and supposedly Mike has put these covers that we're talking about right now on Instagram. So you can actually, like, you know, follow along, like, in this visual bit. I don't know. It's the best we could do. And uh, Mike says, what is it? If you search for what? Four-color ultrasound? Four color ultrasound on Instagram. You should be able to find these covers. And here we got Batman seventy four, obviously, but you got right off the bat, fully clothed Batman fighting his dad. Yeah, well, I mean you have to give it to them. Are they gonna really have him shirtless on the cover? Well he was shirtless in the last ep- in the last issue, so you could you know, it was when his dad gave him the cowl, remember? Yeah, so but I, not on the cover though. And that's father versus son. Desert showdown. One typo away from being a delicious issue instead. <laughs> what do you imagine they got it's their, a dessert showdown. <laughs> they're just like bacon cakes and shit. But uh so yeah, you know Sorry, I'm just thinking of of, uh, of like red velvet <laughs> Batman with his red velvet cake beat Tom with his uh bananas foster. Ooh. He makes it mean bananas foster, we know. His little, whatever, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a dessert showdown. <laughs> That would be a better story than this, is my point. Probably. But moving on. <clears throat> so this cover, what does it do? It gives away the surprise, right? Completely. Because the whole issue, you think Batman's on board with his dad. Like, yeah, dad, we're going to do this. We're going. But you're like, the whole time, it's like, when they're going to start fighting? When are they going to start fighting? And they do. They start fighting, and that's how it ends. And you're like, damn, that was like three pages of the cover. So once again, all the stuff beforehand... Pointless. Did Janine also do the cover? I think he did. Sad. 
sad times. Well, the cover itself is nice. That's what I mean. Looking it's like he's part underneath of the, it, right uh, up through the from the pit and everything. So it depicts what's going on in the story. So the cover's good, but it ruins the surprise in the story that they're gonna fight it out. So whose choice is it to make the cover? I don't know. Yeah, figure that out next is episode. Tom King's or Janine's? Yeah, we need to figure Bre- that out. Breaking news. Because this is uh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty bad. We'll save that. That'll be an event for sure. Speaking of events, how about Event Leviathan Part 2? Nice transition there. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Art by Alexei Marley? Malev. Ooh. Well, he does the colors as well, yeah? I believe so. Okay. Well, yeah, because it's the only people credited. No, actually, uh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't write that one down. There's nobody else credited, so... Yeah, yep. So, yeah. So it's a big, big event, right? Yes, it is. Big, big, big. How big? Really big. It's going to be... Well, Ben (coughs) swears it's going to be huge and change the uh, DC universe forever. So in the last issue, all the world's top spy agencies and info holders were all defeated. One big hurrah. Everyone's missing with the exception of a few key players for story's sake. As we'll find out in issue one... You had Batman, Lois Lane, Steve, Trevor, Green Arrow, and the question all come together and settling on that at least none of them were Leviathan and Talia wasn't Leviathan. So maybe they should all go to Lois's place and uh, figure it out. And it ended with Dr. Strand, who was with Steve Trevor earlier. He thought it died, but she was actually alive and got approached by Leviathan. And then do you think this issue is going to pick up? Where that one left off? Or do you think we're going to get a bunch of shum- assumptions made and uh, more questions than answers? Which one? I'm going to go with the second one. Uh, well, I was just going to say, let's find out. But well, <laughs> It's my guess. I haven't read it yet. So this issue <laughs> picks up where? Just with uh, Red Hood. The new Red Hood, right? Batman's... Uh, well, new costume, but he's still J- Red Hood, J- right? Jason Todd, former Robin. He's on a rooftop peeping out the... Uh, I guess where everybody, or just a one of the buildings that got taken away. And then, uh, you want the long story short? You get Batman and him just kind of shooting it back and forth about what's going on. And he's informing Jason Todd that the question is looking after Lois Lane's dad, General Lane. And he ran into a an actual agent of Leviathan who he killed, or no, who killed, uh, General Lane killed him. And then Plastic Man was sent to retrieve the body, and he actually met Leviathan. They BSed back and forth. And uh, then they come up with that, you know what? You're Leviathan, Red Hood. And they all start chasing him. That's it. You didn't even jump in once. I'm, I'm sure you're riveted because I got a bunch of questions on this one. Like, when did Plastic Man show up on their team? That's what, a good point. No when idea. did when did they figure out that Jason Todd was now Leviathan? Well, J- uh, uh, Damien t- suggested are, that in a different book. I forgot what book it was. Okay. That was, are there tie-ins to this book that I don't know about? Well, it, it's spread throughout the other books. <clears throat> I forgot which one it was. Was it one of the Superman ones? Where J- uh, Damien looks at him and goes, hmm, I think da- I think uh, Jason Todd might be it. And Batman goes, nah, you're crazy. 
Well, it ended, the last issue ended with them all being like, all right, let's go to Lois's house and figure out what's going on. And Plastic Man wasn't with them. And then now all of a sudden they're like, oh, Plastic Man's with us. And they're he's picking up dead bodies and they're going after Jason Todd in number issue two. Where number, like, it's not how, I don't know. I don't, I don't get how they got to here and I don't know where they're going. And I was wondering if I'm missing something. I was asking you. No, like I said, the only the only thing I know of that you missed was Damien making the assumption that's got to be Jason Todd. And basically, his reasoning was, "Oh, Jason Todd's a jerk." Basically, so it's got to be him. And I figured that was a throwaway line. And then Bendis actually online and mentioned what you know. <clears throat> I listen to a podcast, uh, Word Balloon, every once in a while, and it's a uh, guy really, that interviews. You, you really shouldn't drop other people's. <laughs> podcast names like on our infant struggling no audience podcast yet Just... you don't want people to leave ours and go to a better podcast is that what you're saying better no just i, I didn't say that one's better. better but if i ever if i do mention one that just happens to be better oh like they anyway. might think it's better yeah i don't want them forming their own opinions better. yeah no <laughs> okay anyway bendis bendis brought it up that, hey, people think Jason Todd might be now because of what Damien said. And he was basically being coy with it. And it seemed like he was just trying to get people to think that it might be Jason Todd when everybody knows it's not. So I was shocked when I read this and everybody is chasing after him as though they know it's him for no good reason. So <clears throat> it, it really does feel like it's just a red herring just to, you know, have a quote-unquote good story, a fun story. So when the last one left you thinking it was Stephen Trevor because he was like, oh, he told that story where that chick died, but oh no, she's still yeah. alive. So it's got to be him, right? Yeah, I, I don't get it. The other thing I don't understand is how would Bruce not know whether or not it's Jason Todd? And why does he need five of them to meet him up on a rooftop and chase after him? Like I expect, <laughs> doesn't Batman have like chips in all of his uh, ex-Robins? He knows exactly where they are. I mean, something like that. Well, no, I think he knew like, that's why he was playing dumb the whole time. Like, hey, did you like the whole? Co- then that makes the entire conversation, which one hundred percent Bendis talk, like mm-hmm. the back and forth questioning of like, what does he say? That was that's what Lois Lane said. Reporter Lois Lane, <laughs> you're talking to the press about this. Like, I mean, come on. What do you think of putting together a team of? detectives the best of the best we can't keep this in the bat family and like it's everything is like just leading batman into his next word bubble it's a revolution what if she is leviathan i don't know it's like all he does is bounce these questions like they're back and forth questions i don't know i don't like it i like the first issue and the second one kind of threw me for a loop oh and he gives his old nod to tom king with uh the joker we'd be lucky to get kite man (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, oh, no, also, if you go back to the last issue, the question hadn't talked to them. He was like, sne- he was spying on them. And he, he ran away from them before they were like, when he was like, they were like, let's go to Lois's place. Like, the question ran the other way. And now he's working with them, like helping them out. And they don't explain that either. It seems like I'm missing like 50 tie-ins or something. So yeah, I don't know if there are. I don't think there are any tie-ins to this. There's no list. Like usually they'd have on the back yep. of the list, on the back of the issue, to tell you like 
catch all these issues to know what's going on, even though it's like just usually regurgitated info. But this seems important. So we can't trust anybody according to the last panel, though. I can't even trust you. No, you can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next, trust no one. Oh, and this also, if anybody was listening in the last episode where you talked about in the Lois Lane book where Montoya is the question, mm-hmm. this oh, seems yeah. like the different question in this one. It seems oh, like yeah, completely. This is like the regular question. Yep. Yeah, that's why that's why I was asking about uh, Renee Montoya in the last issue. Hmm. Are they ta- are they talking to each other at all? I mean, that was because it was Lois Lane. So let's get the female question back. People liked her, so which is fine. But what's the re- you know where what are the rules here? And as someone we've been and we've been reading for quite a while now. I've never right, seen so, two, two questions at once. Never seen right. that. Well, what I'm saying is, like you and I now, like, not, we haven't we haven't been reading thoroughly for thirty years or anything, but since the New Fifty Two, we've read a lot. And we have no clue who the question is. And they're not giving us any indication as to why there's the two different ones. Or who the question is at all. So yeah, yeah I don't get it. Yeah, you're right. I should know more. I mean, we could do our own research, but why would we do that? He showed up in, what, Swamp Things? And like, the, oh, the Justice League Dark? Well, the question was always, I th- yeah, the question was a part of uh, Swamp Thing and all the Vertigo stuff early on. Right, with um, Constantine and Swamp Thing and Zatan and everything. And they've mixed them all recently. But he hasn't been around forever. And then to, to throw the Rene Montoya question in at some point is just what really confuses me. Especially since it's Lois Lane, who you think her book might tie to this. Because she's a big part of this book. Or supposed to be a big part of this book anyway. So yeah, no, I, I don't get it. Yeah, is it a different Lois? Is this a non-alcoholic Lois? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the alcoholic Lois. Uh, no, that's a callback. We don't know. So yeah, no yeah it's an. I don't know. I'll, I mean, it's only what six issues. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll tie it all up. But again, what bothers me is they don't give you a reason as to why they're chasing after Jason. It's just a big shock. Look, they're chasing after. They get think they think it's Jason Todd. Uh, based, on, but the only thing we know of is from when Robin uh, suggested in the past. And why does Batman need all these people to go talk to one of the Bat family? Makes no sense. Well, I want an issue 1.5. So, to bring everything back around. that That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. So, you want to... The art and all this is cool, though. I like uh, Alexei Mendeleev. He also does the... Oh, no, he doesn't. You know who did the cover? Did you take that note? Uh, I thought it was him, wasn't it? He did the cover as well. I don't know. There's a oh, Facebook did a variant cover. Yeah, he did do the cover. So I don't have the variant. I have the yeah. Okay. So yeah, he has. It's all them standing on the broken Argus, right? Yeah. Yep. That's just yeah. Everybody in the issue. Not much. Pretty much yeah. It's like your perfect cover, I guess, right? Nice artwork. Everybody that's in the issues on the cover, and they're just standing there on the case. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. They're all just looking up as they're looking at something, but I don't think you really need to be looking at something. At least okay. it doesn't uh, throw you one direction. It's not one of the gotcha covers from the fifties and sixties that had nothing to do with the story. They're looking at you. They're like, "Buy me." <laughs> there you go. That's even better. But not. Yeah, it's a good cover. They're all just standing there. It's Malay of art. I think. I think he does all the art, which means he's doing the coloring too, which is like. Uh, to me, it almost looks like a crayon color. 
Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so it works. And it's got the uh, redacted words all around the title. So I would say it's a pretty good cover. Color me dumb, but who's the girl in the red? The red daredevil? Jeez, that's a... Uh, 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 hmm, who is she? We she wants a katana, but I know it's not... Is it katana? No. I guess we shouldn't even be doing this podcast. Uh, it's pretty embarrassing. Is she even in... Yeah, she she's at the end. She's like jumping out with everybody. She doesn't, she doesn't have any spoken parts. They haven't given her a role. She wasn't in the last issue. That's true too, huh? They didn't add easy. No. What's going on here? That's really frustrating. So I didn't think of that. So they added three people into this issue. They took away Steve and Trevor. What happened to that guy? Yeah, I don't know. He's just hanging out somewhere. I'm telling you, man, this issue is a hot mess from the beginning. And the weird thing is, she's not... If you look at the the corkboard on that second page, mm -hmm. so they've got the <clears throat> that second title page that says everything. So they've got, you know, the Leviathan there giving you background. It's stuff that Bendis likes to do, where he puts little hints in uh, in the Superman books on it, when, in terms of um, uh, post-it notes. Mm -hmm. Well, they got the picture of the cover standing there. She's ripped out of it. She's ripped out. And they don't even mention her on the list here. Because who is Leviathan? How have they accomplished so much so quickly? These questions have brought together the greatest Texans in the world. Batman, Green Arrow, Plastic Man, The Question, and a legendary reporter, Lois Lane. Wow. See this? Hmm. Looking back at this, we've learned more confusion. Like I said, we get more questions yep. made than answered. <laughs> there's two questions. And, then, and there's two questions. In the, <laughs> Jesus. It's all coming together. Maybe this, this is the book's genius, Mike. I think so. You know what? That it just hit me because that, that picture right there absolutely shocks me. Now I'm more intrigued. Does that mean something or not? We'll have to tune in next month. And I will. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is frustrating. It doesn't look like it's a good story yet. Hopefully by the end it'll work. Well, you won't have to wait till next month for Superman number 13. The Unity Saga. The House of L part 7, Mike. 7. <gasps> it's a long arc. Yeah, it's long. Again, our uh, writer... Brian Michael Bendis. You got Brandon Peterson and Ivan Reyes on art. Alex Sinclair contributed some inks. And it's colored by Dave Sharp. So, uh, yeah, lots going on with Superman, right? Some battling rogue Alzar. Coming to grips with his father may still be alive. Son seemingly going through puberty overnight. Last issue ended with Zod telling Cal that uh, Rogue Alzar had something, if not everything, to do with the destruction, of Kryp the destruction of Krypton. Superman's dad then confirms and promises to tell us all the secrets. So does he? I don't know, but we get a nicely drawn retelling of Superman's post-launch on Earth origin and a twist in this one being, what, secret Illuminati bathroom meetings? 100% more Rogue Alzar? And an all-too-familiar ending times two, Mike. Can you believe it? I can believe it. You're stunned into silence again. You're turning me against Bendis, I think. <laughs> well, let's get I'm into this. This, this issue is, yeah, no, this is for sure. So this whole... So are, it, are we talking about the whole book here? Yeah, well, I was just going to say this is definitely a victim of the year of the villain. The offer, right? This is another offer book. 
So right off the bat, we can't yep. expect too much because as last week we found out both offer books, including the Deathstroke one, was almost like just a retelling. So yeah, let's get into this one right away. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I guess. But this gives, but see, this one gives a little more Jor-El, more detail no, of what was going on, no, even the, though it no, doesn't need death... to be this long. Well, without spoiling the ending, I just meant the Deathstroke one ended twice the same way. And that's like, yeah, I know stuff gets added into this, okay. which is fine. But I think it's hilarious. They're meeting in a bathroom for his Illuminati meetings. <laughs> it cracks me up. Meeting but, in a bathroom? Uh, Why do you say that? That's where he is. Look when it, I know it's a few pages in, but look when they, he fades out. Look where he's standing. He's right next to his bathtub and his toilet and his shower. <laughs> He's talking all those I don't know heads. why I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> that is hilarious. He's in his bathroom. So every time he has, every time he has this meeting, he's in his. Yeah, every time he has the meeting, he's in his bathroom. Well, you don't know. Well, Maybe sometimes he does. Well, exactly. He takes long shits. So sometimes his wife is just like, ah, he's just in there pooping. He's got constipation again. Well, or the it's greatest minds know they do their best thinking while doing their best thinking in the throne, man. So anyway, uh, Krypton doesn't have heads. good novelists. <laughs> Krypton doesn't have good novelists, so they all sit there, and that's how they meet. They just happen to be on the same uh, schedule. Well, if you missed the bathroom, did you miss uh, the the nod to uh, Mel Brooks? And the when so he's talking to the, the Mel Brooks? when he's talking to the four heads. Well, where is it? One of them says, I think it's actually, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget his name. He's like a Starfire's dad. The guy with the long mm-hmm. hair. He says that somebody had to leave their bar mitzvah. Well, that's Bell Brooks? No, I figured it was uh, History of the World Part 2. The Jews in space. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope that that's truly what they were going for. Because I was like, where else? Why else would there be like a Jewish person anywhere but Earth, right? And that guy's clearly not from Earth. None of them are from Earth. Like Earth hasn't even like at this point they did, like uh, didn't even know about Earth, right? He picked, so there. How how's there Jewish people anywhere? But so I don't know. It has to be Jews in space. Has to be a Mel, it has to be a Mel Brooks nod. That's that, hilarious. That almost redeems the entire issue in my in my mind. It's perfect issue now. I'm going to buy this because it's the first <laughs> reference to Jews in space in a comic book, okay. and someone's going to catch on to it, and it'll be worth a lot of money. That's right. So it's going to be awesome. <laughs> but anyway, so so yeah, I don't know, what cracks me up though is it, it took me a while to realize. I guess I wasn't really paying attention while reading this. That, you know, hey, this wasn't the regular council that he talks to all the time with the, with the giant heads, right? And I'm like, oh, wait, this is that's that cabal, isn't it? Are you talking about normally <laughs> as in other origin telling? Well, in all, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, in, from the Superman movie and in almost every incarnation of Superman. Yeah, he always goes to Krypton yeah. Krypton Council, where this is like yeah. a galactic council, and then he, he can't go to Krypton's council until he... So that's what this whole thing is, it's the secret meetings, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is he's talking to whatever this other council was, and he's trying to get the council to convince the science council, which is the ones that run Krypton, that Krypton's going to explode. And then you got um, the, uh, what, what's his name, but the Green Lantern guy, 
one of the uh, guys from Oa, mm-hmm. threatens him and says, hey, uh, Rogelzar. So basically he's threatening Jor-El that, hey, I'm going to send Rogelzar after the planet to blow it up because I don't even know why. Because Jor-El's trying to start the pot. No, here. he didn't. I don't think he tells him that. I think he says, he doesn't say he's going to, he says he's going to send Rogelzar after him, right? He doesn't say like he's going to come for the planet. Like he's saying you're you're digging too close. Like you need to shut up. And then that's when he gets the. That's why he's like, "What? Why did they mention that guy?" And that's why he goes looking for him down in that. And then he gets attacked by the Thanagarians. Thangarians? How do you say that one? The Thanagarians. Yeah. So it's like that all makes sense to me. That's what the different. That's what the supposed twist. Like, cause that's what we were promised. Is this is the real origin? And so it's like you're right. They never did. He he hasn't even talked to the regular science council yet. He's taught, He has this secret multi-universe one that nobody knows about. And that's why Superman, spoilers, gets upset at the end. Right? Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, so... But you're right, he never does talk to the regular Krypton Council. So well, he, the, he, he said he already talked to them, and they, and they won't listen. So he's going to the, this, to oh, this the, the secret cabal yeah. to, get, to get the council to listen. But I still don't get why he's why they threaten him with Rogelzar. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just didn't get understand Is this, that. Is it, I think it's just to bring him up. To get him to, but he's threatening him. That's what it is. Uh, it was just a question. I don't know. Right. So I wasn't sure that he was threatening him, like you said. It looks like then, then the Thanagarians and the other group is chasing after him. Right. And he's oh, they want to kill me, because he only talks to. Because once he realizes he's getting attacked, he goes back to the council. But it's only the uh, the Ice Queen lady, whoever she is, and uh, the um, Starfire's dad, mm-hmm. who isn't actually Starfire's dad, right? No, it is. Okay. That's, uh, I looked up his name because I was like, who is, why, I, I was really intrigued by the Jewish people in space. Like, I couldn't, I was like, <laughs> why is, I was like, how did they get to another planet? Like, I don't, like, it's such a weird thing to put in the book. And that's like, I, so I looked up, because uh, they say his name in it. I think it's actually in that time when uh, it's just them by themselves. Mm-hmm. I forget, but yeah, I looked up his name. I forget, but he was yeah, he was the dad of uh, Starfire and the other two that I don't know much about their uh, history. Either way, he does say just a question, doesn't he? But yeah, so what? I, so I don't get what the threat was. <clears throat> why they're threatening him and why they're trying to kill him? It's because they're letting them know that the, or that the, that the planet may explode. So did I miss something? Because the Ice Queen lady, whoever she is. Says long live Krypton. She's telling me, I think you're wrong about uh, Krypton blowing up. Well, didn't Rogalzar say he just did it for fun? Yeah, and Rogalzar told Superman, I decided to go blow up Krypton. They, they, they got the. Oh, I guess maybe they didn't. You know what? Rogalzar never said what he was sent to do. Right? Then he said he blew up Krypton. Yeah, he just. So, it, so is it just going to turn out that Jor-El. When he's messed, whatever, with, for whatever reason, these guys decided to send Rogelzar to kill Jor-El. Uh, the planet blows up on its own, and Rogelzar is like, hmm, I thought I... He, he just thinks, I whatever I just did, I must have blown up the planet. I don't know, I'm confused. So he didn't really blow up the planet, but he had something to do with it? I don't know. Well, that whatever happens, it really upsets Superman, because he's like... He even, like, I've been quite, like, you always say, that's his dad for sure. I was like, no, it wasn't. Even Superman calling him out. Dad, grandpa, we don't know. Jor-El, what's your real name? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Are you my grandpa? <clears throat> we don't know. But, uh, yeah, just because what, 
Yeah, because the only reason why he's upset now is like, yeah, they blew it up, but uh, they didn't help us either. And there could have been like, you're the only one that survived, you and me, so we could have done like, they could have saved more. Well, he's just upset at him because he's working in secret with this and, and with this cabal that makes all the rules that runs things behind the scenes. He's got the Illuminati. He's. It seems like Superman's only upset that Jor-El's doing it in secret because Jor-El goes, uh, "You have Justice League. There's no difference. <laughs> we don't meet in secret. <clears throat> to decide life or death, you know." And again, Jor-El cuts him off. It seems like he's just pissed off that he does it behind the scenes and not. Well, no. Tries- behind then, then he says, "And but you're." Your secret meetings led to, like, the death of millions, so, you know, by not letting other people know or something, I guess. But the last issue, it ended with, uh, the last two panels were, uh, Jor-El said, we're here. Superman said, where? Jor-El said, the place of your birth and the answers to all your questions. This one ends with, Superman saying, you brought us here to the remnants of Krypton. Why? Because this is where all of us will find the truth once and for all. See what I mean with that? It's like the same ending as like the last issue. They did, It's that year of the villain thing. It's just like Deathstroke where, uh, uh, what's his name it was laid out. Oh God, why am I blanking? Um, Deathstroke's son. And the white Jericho. suit. Yeah, Jericho. He was laid out. At the end of the one issue, and then it, by, and then he was approached by the Justice League or the uh, Doom. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. This is it's truly you're right. This is, I, I was happy with this whole <clears throat> year of the villain thing because it seemed like there was no real tie-ins, and, and they actually added extra pages for that stupid uh, offer at the end that will mean something later, but is meaningless in his book. Yeah, but and you're that, absolutely right. So far, this story is promising something that it doesn't give you. And it's just recap. So and part, not really moving forward. So part seven is completely yeah. useless in my eye. Like in my, they could have been. It's uh, decompression at its best. But yeah, you're right. They tack on a few extra pages for the offer that we were promised from the cover. And it's uh, your favorite little micro doom. But it also looks like. Do you ever see a battery's not included? <laughs> yes, it does. A little cheeseburger, a cheeseburger. So, <laughs> so, so this week we've got a battery's not included and a uh, Mel Brooks reference. Oh yeah, Mel Brooks. And same book. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Oh, sweet. Okay, and so it's you know, unimpressed, Lois Lane. You know, yeah, what do you got? What do you got, Lex? And then you know, it's even that's a mystery. You don't get to find out what's in the box. It's all all a uh, Pulp Fiction. Just glows. <laughs> but it cracks me up. I know you're still watching me, Luther. No way in hell am I opening this. She says to herself, creep. And then eh, let me just open it. <laughs> and then, like, well, she wasn't talking about opening. When she said opening this, she was talking about like her underwear, I think. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Because yeah, you're still watching me, creep. And then she just opens <laughs> oh, the box. Okay. Like you said, it's like the next line. Like, you're watching me. I'm not opening this, creep. And then opens the box right away. So it's like. <laughs> like, what? She was talking about her legs. Anyway. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, he is a creep. But yeah, and and she's very impressed by what's inside that box, though. Oh, she says, and that's how it ends. And then we get is the it more sh- alcohol because she I, could, I see none in her off in her uh, little room there. Oh yeah, she probably drank it all already. She feels, ups- she feels that tipped over mini bar at the bottom of the desk. Actually, looks <laughs> like she went through that thing hard. The room is in shambles, by the way. I know <laughs> she's a mess. Yeah, I don't know. 
Like, uh, this is kind next, of intriguing. He's offering all these people something. But. The shocking conclusion of the Unity saga. We're going to be shocked next week. I can't wait. Well, <clears throat> so, but. So, I know Bendis and the ads have. If you look at them, they hint that Rogozar may or may not be the one that blew up Krypton. And right here in this book, they made it clear that Krypton looks like it may be blowing up on its own. Did Rogozar really do it? Are they actually going to end it where Rogozar didn't blow up Krypton and that's the big shock? It just doesn't yes. seem like a big deal to me if he, if he, if Rogozar didn't actually do that. The shocking conclusion better be like it was Jor-El and he's not really his dad. But I wouldn't be shocked by that either. Yeah, I, yeah, I just think that would be... That I think would be really bad. Because this whole thing is... Uh, there's no hint that he's not Jor-El. Except Superman just doesn't think it is. Would it be as bad as this cover? Which isn't that bad, actually. I was just... <laughs> to judge... If we were to judge this story by its cover, which, like we didn't mention for the Leviathan, but supposedly Mike's putting these up on Instagram. Mike, you doing your job? I will be doing my job, or... Uh, I mean, no, okay. they're done already. Not like anybody can listen to this. So. Exactly. So by the time you're listening to this, then the answer is yes. Oh, sweet. So this one, we got... So as we had that intergalactic super war that was going on prior to them leaving for Krypton with the Thanagarians and the other two races, they seem to have all, you know, gotten together and then it says united against Rogozar. Superman's flying right at you, looking at you, looking at something, like you said, always always looking at something, just like the year of the villain guy at the top there looking at you. You know who the year of the villain guy is, don't you? That's... uh. What you Apex say? Lex. Apex Lex, yes. That's gonna <laughs> that be is cool. That is creepy. I'm staring at that. That is pretty damn creepy. It looks like the kid, though, from... Uh, it does. That, what's it? That the two ha that ha they have together. It's um the fake the kid that doesn't the... really exist. The, uh, it's, uh, yeah, from Justice Hawk League. Girl and, uh, yeah, from Justice League. Hawk Marsh Manhunter's uh, Man Marsh son, son. Who wasn't really a son, because he was just imagined. Yeah. But looks... listen to uh, issue... Uh, what you call these issues, not episodes? Okay. Uh, episode 3. <laughs> Yeah, listen to it. Tell us what you think by replying on Instagram. Reply on Instagram, or send us an email at four color ultrasound at gmail dot com. By the way, that's the, the number four. Yeah, that's the number four on Instagram as well. So don't don't try to spell it all the way out. You'll get lost. So anyway, onto the you cover. You might find a podcast that's better than ours. Don't. <laughs> but don't. But uh, so yeah, the, <laughs> you're like you you get really quiet every time. A couple times I'm saying that, it's like you're really upset at me. Uh, you know, it just breaks my heart that you would even bring it up. Like, that would you even make people think other ones exist? Like, if they found this one, this could be the first one they're ever listening to. That could be it. <laughs> they don't need anything else. <laughs> well, I have the confidence they won't. Or this is so good they'll forget that there's other ones, and then we don't need to remind them as well. So, <laughs> all right, cut it out then. All right, it's all good. I'll cut the whole episode out. So yeah, I don't know. It doesn't tell you what's happening. They don't unite in this book. They go to Krypton. It ends with them at Krypton, still seeking answers, still seeking shocking conclusions. So is the next issue going to end with them united against Rogue Alzar? Or? Probably. So so do you think that this cover was made, even with the, the writing at the bottom, which makes no sense because they can change that instantly. What do you think they drew this cover? And then they said, ah, you need this villain. You're the villain issue. Just use the cover anyway. Because like I said, unite against Rogue Alzar. This cover has very little to do with the actual issue. It's the story, right? It depicts the story because it's all the, like you said, all the two races chasing after, you know, with Superman united to fight Zar. <clears throat> but 
does not depict what's happening in the story at all. So if you were to go to the store and pick this up and go, Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be a giant battle with Superman in the lead. You'd be very disappointed. Should, should you be picking up a part seven, though, with that in mind? Would you be like, Oh, part seven, sweet! I'm going to know everything. But from the cover, do you know it's part seven? No, they don't tell you that on the cover. You know it's the year of the villain, and you got this alien staring at you. You're going to pick this up and go, oh, I want to know what the alien is doing. That must be Rogel Czar. And Superman's going to fight him. Or her. Or them. And then, uh... <laughs> you'll be very disappointed. You're right. Well, you'll be disappointed regardless, so I guess it is a pretty good cover. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I like, it's Ivan Rice cover. I like the cover. It's kind of a cool cover, but... Does not help you with the story at all. So that's the third one in a row that doesn't help you with the story? No, actually, no. Event Leviathan, we said... Uh, Leviathan was a good one. It was pretty good. No, it, and then we took it back because we were like, there's a bunch of people on here that aren't in the issue, and we don't even know who <laughs> one of them is. But that could just be our own ignorance. That's our own ignorance. I knew who it was, but I don't know anymore. I oh, yeah. was actually trying to look it up a minute ago and couldn't find it. I was calling her Girl or girl Daredevil. She has a scrim stick, and it looks like a... Could uh, could they do that? They make it one word, girl, da- girl, da- daredevil, and uh, it won't be a uh, rights issue. Oh, write DC a letter, see what happens. <laughs> yes, we could do that. Thank while, you for the idea. And while you wonder what will happen, we could talk about <laughs> Wonder Twins number six, <laughs> the Great Scramble, written by Mark Russell, art by Stephen Byrne. Uh, so yeah, number six was supposed to be. The end, right? There wasn't supposed to be anything past six, and then they Correct. did. They moved it to twelve, which yep. I guess we'll find out if it's a uh, good or bad. But so I don't see. I can't tell. This is I can't tell if they when did they extend the story? Like because they couldn't have ended this one like this, right? I, like I what, don't know. And then I know it's a little while until we get the new story, but like how much of this one? That's what I. That's one of the things I like thinking about. Is like how much did like cause something had to have happened where they're like, well, first it's six, now it's twelve. And that guy was like, well, I got this story for six. Like, when did he find out? When did he start changing the story? Because in the beginning, they were all kind of like one-off little stories in this. Overall arching story that's taking place took, uh, it's only really the last uh, two or three issues that they really started going for it. And this sixth issue took that overall, the overarching story and actually put it in to the forefront of the story, which the other issues didn't touch on. So just as a quick go back, issue one, it was just an introduction. It's the Wonder Twins, Zan and Jadenia. And their power set, if you don't know, they can change. They're changelings. And uh, she can change into any animal, but he can only change into water. And uh, they're interning ship for the Justice League as a favor for their dad. I can't figure out why they got kicked off the planet. The only thing I can point to is when Zan said that the thunder happened and all the adults took off their clothes and started like doing it. <laughs> And that, like he was giving that presentation in class, and then like when uh, his dad's like telling or thanking Superman for taking them in, he's like, "Well, they can't. I can't face them, especially after." And he cuts away, and it's like that's the only thing they referenced was like that thunder thing. So I don't know, but uh, then we get introduced <laughs> to what Gleek the monkey, which if mm-hmm. you, any issue that you ever want to get of a comic book and just pick up and have like one of the greatest issues ever made is Wonder. Wonder Twins number three, the monkey business one with Gleek. I think that that's probably one of my favorite issues ever made. Uh, he gets them to the mail order. It's a great, that's not this issue. You have to have to go back. You got to pick it up, read it yourself. 
but in all that, and then you, and then they st- uh, start getting introduced to polymath and philomath with through the uh, philomath working for Lex Luthor. Uh, gets demoted because he wants to leave, but he owes him so much money. Lex Luthor puts him in the League of Annoyance. I love that. Uh, <laughs> absolutely spectacular. And, at the, and so at the same time, uh, as the interns, the Wonder Twins start taking on members of the League of Annoyance and actually uh, take out a few members. And then also coincidingly, the daughter of Philomath, Polymath, makes friends with Jania at high school. They find out her dad is still dabbling in super villainy and uh, try to get rid of him. Or try to stop him. And I think the last issue ended with... That was where he got sent away, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, one of the members... Yeah, because they were going to all... They were fighting the League of Annoyance and then one, the one surviving member had Kryptonian device that she wasn't aware of what it actually did. But it was the best cell phone she ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she zapped Poly, uh, Polymath's dad unbeknownst at the time to where and uh that upset them so much that uh because the scrambler who was also this is a lot i guess we're going into i'm going into this is going yeah, back all five good. issues this is bringing it up to speed but in the league of annoyance one of the members scrambler had this great idea to uh his power is he can scramble your mind he can switch the minds of people as long as he's in contact with them so he was his idea was to be put into contact with everybody through the cloud service right mm-hmm. and then uh he threatened everybody that he was going to switch everybody on earth's minds and so it wouldn't matter if you were rich today because you could be poor tomorrow and that's how he decided they would fix the world and then it gets into a really deep dive like of you know uh existentialism and <laughs> <laughs> what's right and wrong in the world at the same time uh but yeah, you want to talk about this issue? That's where it kind of leads off because now the he's threatened everybody. He's actually changed the mind of a million people already. To show that he, that he can do it. And uh, oh, that's right. Polymath was so upset that because her mom had passed, not in this series, but I guess in her backstory, and now her dad is gone. So she turned to crime because she feels the world has nothing left to offer, and that's upset Jania so much. I've forgotten all of that. I can't really contribute or anything. Oh, well, we're up to this issue now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where the Justice League and everybody's trying to figure out... They're trying to find the Scrambler because they only have a certain amount of days. And uh, the thing about this series, I guess right off the bat, is it's it's comedy. Like, it's a lot more mm-hmm. comedy than you find in, like, your regular DC book. It's a lot of stupid jokes, a lot of nice little references. Just, like, I don't know nice little one-liners and stuff like that but then at the same time it gets really deep and it tries to put up a message that i think it actually does pretty well at you know making you think about like because this one deals with like you know real world issues like what would it take this they talk basically everybody that runs the world is comfortable with it being the way it is because they're already rich and they don't care about everybody else and then all the people on earth that are good are just good enough being in the mediocrity because that's just good enough, right? Because if you don't rock the boat. So at what point is good, good and bad, bad? And what would you have to do to make uh, everybody happy, I guess? 
So I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> basically you reverse everybody, and you're gonna re the rich people are gonna realize, oh shoot, we're screwing everybody else over, right? And the people that are poor get to be rich and realize, hey, wait a minute, they they they'll be able to fix things to make them proper instead of just being greedy and being rich. And at the same time, that is like it makes them realize, like you know, the presidents of the world are like, well, if what if like some five-year-old comes into my body, they can't have access to nuclear weapons, so they start making laws to come into effect for like, well, now correct power distribution and stuff like that. So it's like, that's what Janya's met with, because she knows her friend is doing this, but she's like, well, I can't disagree with like, yeah, the world's in terrible condition, and what they're doing is almost making things work. Like, maybe it will get mm -hmm. better, and you think that she's not going to snitch on her. But uh, it actually is uh, her brother ends up finding out she's working with the Scrambler and alerts the Justice League and they get stopped. And uh, it ends with, you know, Polymath claiming she's not Janya's friend anymore and the Scrambler getting taken away to jail. I don't get the last line of the book. I don't know what that's alluding to. The e an email instead of a last call. I don't know. Is it because of the call was the call a problem, or is the email going to allow him to connect to people? That's what I was thinking. <clears throat> but then you're left also with the uh, Ozan's oh, outlook on everything is a. Uh, you know, things can be pretty terrible. Things can always be terrible and seem to get worse and worse all the time, like everything that happens. You're right, but it's the people that you choose to be with that get you through it. So, you know, that's how his outlook. So it's like, I don't know. It gives you both both sides of the uh, the pie, I guess. And then it makes you kind of think, like, well, what do you, who do you agree with? The right, the wrong, the mm -hmm. good, the bad? Or is it all just one big communist propaganda pamphlet? We should yeah. All... Well, I, I, <clears throat> I took it almost as, like I said, it was yeah, it was one big communist pamphlet. But the way the story was going, they were like I said, everybody in power was going to fix everything, because they were afraid of this happening, and they stopped it from happening. So it's kind of like, yeah, you did kind of screw up. Even though like, this guy's a bad guy messing with people, maybe he's got the right idea. And this is something that Mark Russell, who's the writer, does a lot of. He was the one that wrote those uh, that the Flintstones book that was a, that, a while ago yeah you should if anybody well if, if you want to pick up some good reading as well that's another great uh series then he uh what else did he do he did that he did this he did a couple he did a couple other things so he's really good at the at making funny and pretty stupid if you look at it on the surface you know with the, like i said with the dumb one-liners <clears throat> but he's actually trying to tell you something at least yeah, whatever his takes like, propaganda is yeah like he says social social like social uh issues and you know just general like like i said existential type crisis like you know individualism and all that kind of stuff and turns it on his head like you said with funny pictures like funny jokes but at the same time you can sit there and be like well what is he saying you know there is a message here so i don't know i think it's a great book i love it, the wonder twins i'm glad this, i'm glad you get t six more I'm sad we have to wait till september but yeah i know but you were so you were asking did they know about it i doubt they knew he knew about it but it, a lot of times it happens where they'll write, they'll write <clears throat> even if they have a, a chance to write 12, you know, they want to write 12 or more, but they're only going to give them a few to see if it sells. Uh, like, this book could have ended the way it is, right? You know, a lot of stories end like that with a cliffhanger, and I'm sure he would have been happy if it ended this way, like, for his story. 
Because it is making you think. It's like, well, was he right or was he wrong? Because <laughs> he got a pretty darn good point. You got yeah. all the people in power who are have no real incentive to make the changes they need to make. Until right? they until get threatened with it being it. until everything they have gets threatened with taken away. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's it's like it's 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 pure ingenious. The story's awesome. But uh now that he's got the chance to write it, I'm curious if he's gonna continue this or just do more, each issue be a separate story that has its own message. Yeah, like I said, it seemed it seemed to like I said, when you go through the whole thing it seemed to morph from like very individual issues to like Here's a little bit of an underlying story. Like, cause even the League of Annoyance started with the Druncula or the, <laughs> the blood. <laughs> it's hilarious. League of Annoyance and Druncula gets who has to. Uh, uh, what, what was it? Every time he 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 only bites people that have alcohol. Or yeah. He can't bite anybody with alcohol because he gets drunk. He gets drunk off their blood. So like, the more he bites, the drunker he gets, the more out of control. So the more people end up dying. It's like it's crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, oh, sorry. That's what it was. It wasn't he, he, the blood was the alcohol, right? So he was trying to get off drinking blood. But they yeah. convinced him to do it. Yeah, he was in yeah, AA meetings. For, yeah, it was like blood was like liquor to him. So, mm-hmm. and it, so even those like, and then like it was like I said, they didn't bring into, and even the Gleek episode like issue seemed to go with uh like it was just that League of Annoying. But then like bringing in Polymath at the very end, or mm-hmm. like three and well, four. I guess it yeah, you could go that this was going to be the only story he had, and it does kind of end ambiguous enough to where you're like, yeah, I could write somebody could mm-hmm. pick this up later on, or I could write, so I could come back to it. But at the same time, yeah, I'm happy either way. I love it. I think it's yeah, great. It is excellent. And I just got to say, it's, I, I said pro- communist propaganda a couple times, only just picking up what you said earlier. I don't think it's communist propaganda at all. He's just trying to make a message and think about, hey, this is the way the world works, and should it work this way? It's good stuff. Yeah, look at you apologizing already. Episode 5 and you're apologizing. Uh, uh Yeah, I got to uh, do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking that uh, I'm an asshole. Well, what do you think of the cover? What do I think of the cover? Do you want it? <clears throat> this one? It's, uh, let's see. It, it's got to be the same artist, right? It's yeah. the same artist. Uh, so the cover is, uh, what's his name? No, the, the Scrambler. Scrambler. The Scrambler, he's got the world in his hands. He's bigger than the universe. He's bigger than the earth <laughs> for some reason now. He's got <laughs> lightning shooting out of his eyes. <laughs> and then also Zan and Jenny are huge. They're like standing on the world. And it says, who can stop the Great Scramble? He's not really scrambling the earth. He's just shattering it. I want to yeah. see him in a, in a bowl with a big whisk, scrambling the earth. That'd be the, 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 the showdown in the desert. The dessert. <laughs> That'd be a... That'd but be anyway. So, yes, if you try to take this literally, it's terrible. But I don't think it's meant to be taken literally. It... it, it no. Shows and all the covers point. have been pretty goofy. There's even like the, I think it was issue two where they had like Beast Boy popping out. And he was like, what is even going on in this book or something like that? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the word balloon. So it's always like, it's even making jokes in itself all the time. So you can't. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you, if you know what the story is, I think it's a great cover. And if you know Mark Russell and you know that fact that it's not literal, then it's a great cover. If you but if you just pull this on a shelf, you're walking through it and you go, "Oh my god, this looks awesome!" There's this guy. Even if you don't think it's literally him destroying the world, you think it's this pure evil villain trying to basically destroy the world or do something to mess with everything when he's actually trying to help everybody in there's his a, own twisted way. There's not like a home invasion going on right now, is there? I heard. Oh so. yeah, somebody dropped something oh, downstairs. So he kicked the kicked the the door in. Well, the, probably. So if I start screaming or I just I just go quiet, and you're going to have to find your other, uh, a new podcaster. Uh, or just stop. 
Or stop, one or the other. Yeah. Earlier you said you were going to find someone else and leave, take me out in the middle of this. Wait a uh, minute. This you episode, told me you were going to take me out in the middle of the uh, episode. This episode's going on. This episode's been so good. I want to keep you. <laughs> All right. All right. But Dieter, in the future, if, you, if you're if you going to take me, have set, pay someone to take me out, you probably shouldn't warn me beforehand. Well, well if I was going to pay you, I'd probably pay you to uh, do the news. I'm going like we're going to get an actual sound effect for that. All right. <laughs> At some point, you might not have to hear me ever do that again. So, oh, but I like it. Nah, I don't too. know. I'll still do it, but I'll cut it out and then put the actual sound effect over the top just to appease you. Oh, All right, I appreciate that. So, do you got news? What do you got? Uh, yeah, I got some news here. Unfortunately, I don't have a. Uh everybody's favorite or at least my favorite no uh, game the game no, no game, game. no oh, game. oh well well then Sorry, they'll just have Peter. to come back to episode six <laughs> can't keep doing it every time no but uh I'll, I'll try i'll try anyway so uh paper girls did you uh finish reading paper girls you I, fell off it right i don't think i finished i couldn't keep uh, yeah i couldn't keep it was too long in between the releases yeah. and I fell off and I couldn't stay on and then by the time I get back it was so much into itself to where it was like I had to keep like I couldn't keep up with the story there was so much happening and so much you had to go back for and so much rereading and rereading and not trying to figure out what was happening and I just gave up on I don't think I read the last two arcs yeah, well Paper Girls about girl uh, Paper Girls instead of Paper Boys Paper Girls in the 80s who get sent uh, some weird pod shows up, and it turns out it's people from the future. And each story arc was them in a different time period. They get tr- It's a time travel show. Or, sorry, I just ruined it. It's a time travel uh, comic book. Mm. Um, I, I thought it was really good. Lots of 80s references, and you know, it was very trippy and whatnot. What I was going to say was, if you like that, there's going to be an Amazon Prime TV show. On Paper yeah, Girls? cool. What's well, a, a Paper Girls TV show. Whoa. I'm excited. I kept saying I wanted there to be a movie or TV show or something, and they're doing it. There's cool. another uh, Amazon show. The what was it the Bad Boys. Guys? The Boys. The the Wade Mark Wade, right? Yep. Yeah, that's. I saw a, a clip for that. I watch a few things on Prime, so. Yeah, so that's coming out soon. The Boys is coming out soon too. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, sweet. That is good news. This is one of those times where you're like, actually, I just made that up. I just made that up. No, not at all. Well, I was going to do that. I wanted with that. I wanted to come up with uh, two others, and just never did. And see if you were going to pick up on the Paper Girls one. Um, where's was going to go here? All right. So from Justice League, this one is a question here. Let's see if you can pick out what's ha- what's going to happen here. So Justice League, which of these three characters from Justice League is going to be getting their own book, or either three characters or a set of characters? Hawkgirl, right? Because everybody wants to see Hawkgirl uh, in her own book. Hawk, Hawkman, I think, is is it doing well or not? I don't know. I think it's, it's been stopped. Out for a while. It, I, there was the new 52 one, which wasn't that great. And then there was the one more recently, which wasn't terrible. Well, is it still going? I, oh, I don't, I'm not sure if it's still going. I mean, I read the first issue. I didn't read anything after that. I didn't read much. So, Hawkgirl, Jaro, or oh, the Metal Man? Jaro. The Metal Man, are you, so you made that up because that was just to like... Are you saying you made up two of these? Yeah. Okay, so... Which one do you think is getting their own book? Well, there's no way they'd give one to Jaro. Right, that's that little star guy, right? Uh-huh, it's a little okay. star guy. Yeah. Dad, people love Jaro. The Metal Men, I thought, like, oh, that would be great. 
I don't know. I think you just made that up to make me happy. And then you'd take it away from me. So it'd have to... <laughs> so it'd yeah, have just to, evil like that. So it'd have to be hot. I'll guess hot girl. Nope. It's the metal man. Oh, the metal man. Well, that'll be as terrible as Cyborg, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Probably going to be the same. Yeah, you know what? It sounds like it's, the same, it's essentially the same thing. They're made of uh, nth metal and then, you know, with uh, the guy that created them. It's like, oh, who really made me? Something like that. But this is me. I caught on to that because you uh, were all excited with the metal men. I know. And then uh, I I was excited. I always wanted Cyborg to get his own series. And then he did. And it wasn't good. So I'm kind of off the Cyborg metal men <laughs> yeah. train. But I'll give it a shot. <clears throat> all right. Um, let's see. Is well, one of these three things. Is Peter J. Tomasi writing a Robin book? Is my, Brian Michael Bendis writing yet another Superman book? Or will Snyder be writing another Batman book? Now, this is going to be a one-shot. Uh, well, I'll go with Tomasi and a Robin book. Now, that's one where I <clears throat> picked it out because I knew how much you would like a Peter J. Tomasi Robin book. No, uh, so I want to pull that away from you. Now, Snyder, Snyder, who who at one point had said, I'm done writing with Batman. That's why I have I was, no more Batman stories. That's why I wasn't even going to entertain that. But you know what? <laughs> if he only had one chance to come back and write one story about Batman, I'm sure this is going to be it. Oh my god, yes. I am I am so like every once in a while I look for tweets or quotes or whatnot. I'm waiting for Snyder to go back to the if I only had one chance so I could write it into a uh question here. Oh. But he hasn't done it in a while. If you should say that all the time. Every it was so everything that he would come up with was like if well, this story is like if I only had one chance to do this, I'd do it just like and thank God he's here. And it's like now he's had fifteen chances to write Batman and it's still everything's mm-hmm. as one if I had one chance to wrap everything up that we did, I would make metal. If I had <laughs> exactly. one chance to, you know, put a cap on every story that I've ever told, I'd do, you know, Last Night on Earth. And now I'm mm-hmm. done. But you know what? If I had one more chance to come back and do one more one shot, I'm pretty sure this will be it. <laughs> I know. We, we've been joking about that for quite a while, but I've been waiting to read, read him say that. He hasn't quite said that again recently. Now, as much as I'm making fun of the fact of Snyder writing another Batman book... This sounds pretty cool. So what they're doing is... The villain's going to be King Tut. What? The <laughs> villain King Tut? Yeah. <laughs> no. What they're doing is they're taking a dark multiverse. And they're going to write a bunch of one-shots, which I think are going to be... I, don't quote me on this. I think it's going to be like the 48-page books. And it's going to be... They're taking classic stories and writing it as a twist on the... Uh, in, as though it took place in the dark multiverse. So this one is... Snyder's one is... Um, after Bat- Bane broke Batman's back, Batman never came back. Azrael stayed as Batman, and he, he start when he started as Batman, he was killing people. So this whole thing is he stays as Batman, and he's he still kills people, and so he's you know anybody that um any bad guys. So by by murdering everybody, he's stopping crime and trying to make things better. <clears throat> and it's that you know dark twist on everything. Would it work if he was uh, there and just murdering everyone and? And then I think I don't know. One of the other, I don't know, someone else comes up and tries to stop him. One of the robbers, I guess. But it's a dark twist on what well, if Batman actually be, broke his back. It would have to be Dick Grayson, right? Because he's the one that ended up. Taking, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably. I just can't quite remember uh, the whole thing of the story. I just thought it was interesting. There's a dark multiverse, and they're gonna do a series of these. 
And the other one that's coming out that he announced is, um, I'm not sure who's writing it, but it's the death of Superman. And it's what if Superman, full, uh, you know, Superman died and never came back. And it's going to be a dark take on it. I, there was something, I, I, on the cover it looks like um, an evil Supergirl. So I don't know if she goes nuts after he dies. Or, and I read something, there's something with Lois. Uh, does she get powers or something? I don't know. I'm not quite sure what the story is. But it's a dark take on the death and, of uh, Lois, yeah, what, what, what is she doing in the book? I just give her powers or something. Basically, I think that's what it is, and I could be wrong. What kind I was of more power? intrigued by dark multiverse takes on these stories. What kind of power? Sh- what, what kind of power should we give to her? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody's reading for that. <laughs> it's oh. a one shot. Elseworlds. They can do whatever they want. Well, I'm really intrigued now by what her powers are going to be. Yeah. So I'm looking at the cover right now. You got Lois. You got is that maybe there's Lois? I thought it was Supergirl. I mean, it's Lois standing there with the uh, Death of Superman uh, bloody S on her chest. Just pretty darn cool. Like, bare chest? <laughs> uh-huh. Whoa. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a black. It's what? a uh, black label. No, I'm kidding. Why don't you it's... put that on Instagram right now so I can see it as well? Uh, <laughs> for, you know, research purposes. Just for research purposes. That's hot. Because I haven't got enough hot, steamy, Lois, Superman, Clark Kent action. Says, in, a, in a broken world, much like our own, Lois Lane, twisted by rage and grief over the Man of Steel's death, be- oh, becomes the Eradicator, which I don't know how that happens, taking revenge on those who let Superman die in a corrupt world he could never defeat. Now with the power of a god, she's going to end the never-ending battle by any means necessary, halting the reign of the Superman before it even begins. So maybe it's like the same story on both of them, but <clears throat> I think it sounds cool. Well, it does sound really cool. But it also sounds like we've gone over an hour for this episode. Oh. Oh. Did you have more stuff? I've got more stuff, but we can stop now. What else you got? (laughs) Which which, uh, Marvel book do you think beat Deceased Number 2 by 100,000 sales last month to be the number one? (laughs) Wait, so so Deceased was number two? Deceased Number 2 was number two in sales last month to retailers. And Marvel... <clears throat> Marvel beat him out. X-Men event number whatever. I have no idea what Marvel's no. even releasing today. I don't know. You wouldn't know. Black Hat number one. Well. Seriously? Yeah, exactly. Is she drawn like it's the 90s? I, I have no idea. Because I'd buy that. <laughs> I didn't realize Black Hat was that popular. I thought Deceased was going to be huge. I'd buy that no. for a dollar. Black Hat. That was a RoboCop reference. Anyway. And then, yeah, I got something else here, but nah, not a big deal. Oh, what is it? Come on. All right. You want to keep going? Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a one-shot Joker story written by, is it Sam Raimi, David Cronenberg, or John Carpenter? Uh, I want to hear a story written by Sam Raimi. That would be awesome. But, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's John Carpenter. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not too bad. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was kind of interesting. There's going to be a John Carpenter uh uh, <clears throat> uh, one shot Joker story. I did read some news that said the Joker movie doesn't have anything to do with the comic books. Yep. Interesting. That is very true. It's not a, it's not a Joker story. It's a this guy story. Yeah, and I, I'm actually really glad that they pointed that out because uh, the director, I forgot his name. Um, because you'd be uh, in the movie theater going, when the hell did this happen in the comic book? Exactly. Because if everything from everything I've read before this, I this is exactly what I expected. It's 
they decide it, it's essentially we got a story about uh, this guy that's gone crazy. It's going to be you know try to uh, it's a character study, and uh, let's just turn it into a Joker. You know what I mean, basically. And so um, this is exactly what I expected it to be. But if you got people going to the theater thinking, oh, I can't wait to see for Batman to show up and a Joker, uh, you know, a Joker that I've seen before, people will be disappointed. Maybe people will go there now knowing what they're going to get and that it could actually be a really good movie. It's just not a story, a typical DC comic story. Or everybody just gets real crabby now and they're like, I won't go see it. <laughs> exactly. You ruined everything. Nothing exists anymore except for this movie and I hate it. Mm-hmm. And nothing will exist after. <laughs> exactly. I live in the moment. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. So. so sorry. The last thing I have here. And this is again for you. You love the Joker, right? <laughs> or not? You're tired of the Joker, aren't you? I'm kind of sick and tired of the Joker, yeah. Just get ready to get even more sick of the Joker. Because uh, there are seven separate Joker stories between now and when the Joker comes out. Because uh, I, I mentioned uh, John Carpenter. Do, what? any of them have to do with the three Jokers? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just shut my mouth. Why? Because I wasn't expecting that. So. <laughs> well, yeah, wait, we mentioned that in the last uh, in one of the other podcasts. Oh. I talked about that the three Joker stories coming out. That's right, you did. All right, which which was part of this whole thing. So John Carpenter, uh, the John Carpenter one is a Joker story. You've got the three Jokers coming out. Can you guess what the other one? Do you, do you know what the other ones are? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything. Right. Well, okay. So you, you stopped reading Detective Comics, right? No. Well, okay. oh, just the la- the one with the Spectre. Yeah, the Phil yeah. and Arc. No, I haven't read okay. those two. Because it because the Joker is going to be the next story. Oh God! So there's three. Okay. Batman: Curse of the White Knight, which I'm excited. I'm excited uh, for. Oh yeah! Oh God! No. No, I didn't like that. It's too political. Didn't like it. Nope. What's political? It was pretty political. The White Knight. Yeah. Not quite like Wonder Twins political. No, but Wonder no? Twins makes me laugh. So. Well, it, well, Wonder, 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 see, and the only reason I say that is because Wonder Twins did it well. It's like trying to make you think. What was the what would you th- think was political about White Knight? Wasn't it the Nazis and the alter right and all that stuff? Right? It was very. It was all about running for city hall and everything. I was like, how could it not be political? Oh, oh, I was just taking it as a story about Joker, who's crazy and not crazy. Oh. <laughs> Is he really crazy? I was. I wasn't looking deep into it at all. I was avoiding the Joker, so all I had was the rest of the story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like pretty pictures. <laughs> it's about the Joker. He's playing with a Batman. He's playing with a Batman doll. I like Joker again, huh? What else is going on here? Ugh, anyway, anyway <laughs> and so so there's also two Har- Harley Quinn books that are del- diving deep into her backstory. So the uh, Joker's in both of them. Of course. All right, there's the uh, the John Carpenter one, uh, Killer Smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, three Jokers. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be a 40-page mainstream universe, mainstream DC Universe one-shot titled Joker, Year of the Villain. So get ready for a bunch of Joker stories. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> no, you're not. No. I know you can't stand the Joker stories lately. Late, I mean, it's just there's so much of them. It's yeah. like non It's like you just get... It's like beating you over the head. It's like here... It's like... I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. And this this shows it's it's because the movie's coming out. So let's get as much Joker out there as possible. People love the Joker. You know, so it... it I mean, the only good thing about it is there's a lot of different stories. And DC is letting people do what they want. Write whatever stories they want. 
It's just I'm as guessing as long as they like, have the Joker in them. <laughs> as long as they have the Joker in them. Yeah. So we'll see what else comes out once they don't have that mandate, or at least they're not picking out the Joker ones. Okay. Anyway, that's all I got. That's all you got. That's what I got. Well, you better get more so these people can come back next week. And uh, until then, goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Dieter. Boom, 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 boom,